Thanks for listening to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Orion has found rewarding careers for thousands of veterans with many big-name aerospace companies, such as SpaceX, Honeywell, GE, Amrock, Standard Aero, UTC Aerospace Systems, and Lufthansa, just to name a few. Whether you're seeking a career as a field service or maintenance technician, mechanic, engineer, or project manager, there's a career opportunity for almost any veteran. Many of these roles are a natural fit for veterans based on the skills and experience you've gained in the military. In fact, most of the heavy hitters in this industry actively recruit veterans based on their background, leadership skills, and potential. So veterans are at a huge advantage when it comes to landing a job in this industry. Today, I'm talking to Mark Kraft, a Navy veteran and account executive at Orion. Mark has valuable insight into veteran hiring in the aerospace industry based on his own background and experience working with veterans and employers for more than 20 years. We'll talk about the similarities between the military and the aerospace industry, as well as opportunities for veterans. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. We'd love to get your feedback, so make sure you give us a rating as well. If there are any industries that we haven't covered yet that you would like to learn more about, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Mark. Thanks for joining me today. Megan, glad to, glad to uh, be here. Thank you. Well, I know you're the expert on what we'll talk about today. And um, for this podcast, we offer so many different tips on interviewing and resume prep and how to succeed at a conference. But we've also done several episodes focusing on specific industries that Orion works with. And so today we're going to focus on the aerospace industry. We're going to talk all about the companies we work with and you know, what makes military candidates a good fit for this industry. So before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Thank you. So I've actually, my background, I'm actually uh, 20 years Navy uh, coming out of the aviation world. Uh, been from uh, complete engine rebuilds uh, to crew chiefs on helos to a flight engineer on C-130s and then to run in both aircraft division and then maintenance control on a, on a carrier. So uh, definitely a long uh, line of experience there. Uh, from there, I came to Orion. And now this Saturday, I actually hit my 21 years at Orion, having the opportunity to work with transitioning veterans with an aviation type background, uh, placing them out into the, the industry, which we will talk about a little bit more during this podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. And congratulations on 21 years. Thank you. So, you know, this industry is something that I see as being a very good fit for veterans. And, um, you know, some industries aren't so much like maybe with some industries, some of the positions within that industry don't directly transfer to military experience. So this one to me, like I said, seems like it does. Can you talk about some of the similarities between the military and the aerospace industry? Yeah, and similarities. I, I think you you hit it right on the head there because the skill set that that the candidate is acquiring within their branch of service it, it directly relates. Uh, you know, I know a lot of times as being in the aerospace world, if you're looking for a job and you think maybe I don't have my A and P license and that's holding me up, that's not correct at all. Uh, when we look at the different skill sets, be it uh, avionics or an electrician or a sheet metal or, or an engine mechanic, other than the, the airframe or, or the platform itself that changes, uh, the tools that you've learned in the military, they transfer 
almost uh, almost identical. So, so yes, you're you're absolutely correct in regards to that. Uh, the similarities are very very close. So, you know, going back to what you said when you were introducing yourself, you have a background in this. Was this something that you ever thought about pursuing outside of the military, or did you decide that you wanted to do something different? You know, with me, uh, when I separated from the military back in the 90s, there was a lot of the industry that was combined, and I, I didn't have the, the industry knowledge that I have now. Uh, so I wasn't interested in in pursuing the AMP and going to an airport to be laid off to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But now after my time at Orion and, and as we walk into this presentation more and talk about the opportunities that are out there, I may have chosen a different career path knowing what I know now, if that answers that question. Yeah, definitely. And now, you know, like you had talked about before, now that you're entering your 21 years working with Orion and you've helped so many veterans transition into roles like this, um, it's just using your hindsight and all the things that you've learned since to help somebody else. So I think that's great. Yes. So, you know, when we talk about some of the different military occupations and backgrounds that would be a good fit for this industry, I know that there are a lot, but what are some examples of military occupations and backgrounds that you've seen be a good fit? So again, when we walk in and start talking about different opportunities that we've sent or, or, or helped with, you know, if you want to walk just through the aviation community, we have done uh, paint and corrosion. We have done uh, ground support equipment, uh, life support equipment, structures, avionics, engines, electrical. We've done the supply and logistics field. So really everything it takes to run that squadron, uh, or that wing that you have done or learned in the military, there is a home for you out in the aviation industry that it's just getting into or with the right folks that can help uncover that and identify it for you and get you presented to those hiring managers. Mm -hmm. And speaking of hiring managers, Mark, you're in a little bit of a unique position as well. So a lot of times on this podcast, I interview recruiters with Orion and um, you being, you know, on part of the account executive team, you work very closely with the companies too. So with the hiring managers that you just mentioned, do you think that, um, you know, like we said, a lot of these roles are directly related to the industry. There's a lot of um, people that in the military that have an avionics background. So do you feel like hiring managers in this particular industry are more knowledgeable about that? And do you think it's an easier tra translation on their part as well? I truly think it is because it seems like the majority of the companies that I work for have uh, prior military work in there. So that there are others that have already paved the way. Now it's just coming in and present yourself correctly and winning the opportunity. So that is a definite yes. Okay, perfect. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more in detail about what some of the roles that are a good fit. I feel like we have touched on it a little bit, but I want to talk a lot more about the industry. So. This industry is one that is obviously not going away, and I know that we just see continued growth year over year. So can you talk a little bit about the growth of the industry, especially even, um, you know, over the past, you know, 10 years? However, I know you've been here for 21 years and you've worked with this industry, but really, I guess, some of the growth that you've seen. So, so the big thing I'm seeing, especially when you look at, you know, first we'll start with commercial airlines. A commercial airline 
after it flies so many hours, it has to go in for a rework or an overhaul or, or whatever you want to call it, depending on what branch of service you came in. I see these facilities popping up around the country and around the world that they're flying these aircraft into. With your skill sets, you then have that ability to go in, tear these aircrafts apart, do the inspections, put them back together, get them test flown and back into those fleets again. So, you know, that's one side of it. Uh, I'm seeing where with what the military does, because most of the major aircraft uh, manufacturers coming out of the U.S., your skill sets are now required overseas also to staff these different facilities where you're not actually working the flight lines, but you're working, let's say, the phase inspections or something on that order is, is what we have uh, seen quite extensively. So uh, the, the roles seem to really keep increasing year over year. I, I, you know, I'll just give you a quick number on that. I just kind of looked over our last two years, and in the last two years, Orion has posted over 400 openings with over about 110 different companies just within the aerospace industry, if that kind of puts it into perspective. Wow. Yeah, I definitely think it does. Um, within the aerospace industry, you mentioned the commercial and aerospace industry. So, um, you know, like going to airports, everyone obviously knows like kind of what they would be expecting there. What about some of the other positions? I know through Orion, we're not really recruiting for like government types of jobs or, you know, something like that. But like, are there other divisions that someone would work in other than commercial and aerospace? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So, you know, give you a good example. We've we had a, a quite a large contract over in the UAE where uh, over there, they were actually supporting their military aircraft as as American workers or as expats. So again, if you think about what you did in the military to support an aircraft, be it a helo, be it a, a fixed wing or whatever else, now put yourself overseas working and just walking those aircraft through those phases and then giving them back to that country to to go ahead and use them again. Uh, that's completely separated from that civilians type of work. But again, it's still a very needed opportunity. So the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, a lot of different countries look for that military talent. If you're open to, I won't call it travel, but to, you know, maybe live a year or two overseas and, and gain that extra experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's another reason why military candidates would make such a great fit for this um, specific industry is because, you know, many people that have served have been deployed and they kind of are geographically flexible. And so it inherently makes them a good fit. So what would you say in terms of like your experience? I know um, you mentioned the UAE. That's what we've done a lot through, but we've also done a lot here at home, too, in the U.S. So what do you think um, in terms of the roles that you typically work on? Where are most of these positions? Are they in certain markets um, or are they kind of all over? I, I would say all over when you look at a company like Standard Aero that has these uh, overhaul facilities around the country, uh, a lot of military go into companies like SpaceX. You know, you don't quite think, how do I fit into space exploration being, you know, in the aerospace, but the structure mechanics, the NDIs, NDTs, uh, ground support equipment. I mean, I, I really think it's just thinking outside the box a little bit in regards to what your true skill sets are. Mm -hmm. Something I think about this industry, not to, like I said, we've done several podcasts about 
different industries. And for instance, manufacturing is a huge industry. There's lots of opportunities, so many different things that you could manufacture. But I feel like with this industry, it does kind of seem like maybe like a more exciting post-military career. I, I would agree. And then again, you know, if aviation isn't what you want to pursue, you still came out with the skill sets. You still got the electrical, the electronic, the mechanical. You still got those skill sets that, that translate very well into other industries. So again, I, I, I think your time served was time well served that we could definitely help move things forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So we've mentioned a couple of um, specific backgrounds, military backgrounds that are a good fit for this, whether it's electricians. I know engineering is really big, but what are some of the specific positions that you most commonly help companies fill? You know, again, structures, paint, uh, your, your NDT, NDI type positions, supply, logistics, uh, A&P mechanics, uh, just typical folks that are going in, uh, actually changing, you know, in these uh, cogen facilities where they're going in on these turbines and actually just doing the maintenance on, on the ground there, not related to an actual airframe. Uh, so again, a lot, a lot of different opportunities here. So it sounds like with some of the opportunities you mentioned, if there's a candidate that's listening to this that maybe does not have um, the specific background with avionics, there could still be some roles for them if they're interested in still being a part of this industry. That would be a correct statement, yes. That's great. Okay, so what about pay? Because I know that this can vary quite a bit from industry to industry, and obviously anybody leaving the military wants to make sure that um, you know, they're going to make the best decision for them or for their family financially. How do you think that pay in this industry compares to others? Pays pays a little bit. Very good question. So, one thing I will say: if you lean and if you lean more towards an MRO, uh, where they actually are bringing in the aircraft and and taking them through their phases and then re getting them back out into the uh, into the civilian fleet, there, the money there is not as strong. And and the reason I say that is because they have really negotiated down a contract in order to gain that business of that airline, be it a southwest or delta or whatever else it is uh, walking into that there's a lot of overtime so even though the money might only be you know that 18 to 22 an hour to start with the overtime and the flex time i i think you can't look at what that initial w2 is you got to look at what the long term is with it because they're always on a tight schedule to get the aircraft through that requirement and then get it back out so that's one side of it. If you look at overseas opportunities, especially being tax-free, you could be in the 90 to 110K range as far as a position goes. But then again, cost of living is a little bit higher over there. Uh, and then, you know, if you're in a union facility, a lot of those numbers are dictated. And then if you're in more of a contract position, let's say you're working on the Dreamline or something on that order, now, I've seen numbers at $30, $35 an hour, but again, remember, there's no benefits with it. So, th th again, there's a big gamut of what can and can't happen there, and it's just getting yourself educated or getting locked in with the right people to, to learn what that actually means.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So now I want to talk a little bit about some of the companies that we've worked with, because I know that, like you said, there's been hundreds and hundreds over the past year. So what are some of the ones that we've worked with the most? Um, and then, you know, if you have any specific stories, success stories, or, you know, just to like call out a certain maybe number of hires, the ones that have made the most hires or anything like that that you want to share. Yeah, so if we go stateside first, uh, you know, things I remember back on Pratt Whitney uh, at a time up in the uh, Connecticut area uh, needed to hire about 40, 45 A&P mechanics. Uh, that was something that we staffed up uh, quite quickly. Uh, General Electric Engines, we work with them. Standard Aero is another big account of ours that we are placing uh, both engine and also uh, structural mechanics. SpaceX out of Texas, California, and also Florida is a company we do quite well with. Turbo Filtration is a company that actually goes around uh, a lot of road travel on that where they're going to these cogen plants and, and you know, draining the oil and, and, and running through the, uh, the, the, the motor itself to make sure things are good there. Honeywell Aerospace is another big name. Uh, if you look at overseas, uh, we worked uh, with AMROC. Uh, with AMROC, we have placed probably over 350 candidates over the UAE over the last five or six years. So, uh, also down in Puerto Rico, we have worked uh, opportunities down there with an MRO. So, again, a lot, a lot of opportunities, probably too many to mention, especially when we talked about over 100, 110 different companies over the last two years. But again, the opportunities are out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the ones that you mentioned are really heavy hitters. I mean, SpaceX, Honeywell, GE, they're ones that everybody has heard about. So um, it's awesome that we're able to say that we work with those clients and then even the ones overseas with Lufthansa and with AMROC. Um, there really are, like you said, a lot of opportunities out there. There sure are, yes. So now that you have the background in avionics and you had thought about potentially doing it, but maybe wasn't the best fit for you at the time. Um, Looking back, what advice would you have for any other veterans that are interested in finding a job in aerospace? I I would just say, get up with a, with a reputable company. You know, you could look online. There's definitely uh, opportunities posted. I think coming through an agency that has the relationship already with the hire managers may make that turnaround quicker. Uh, but again, you know, you can run it alone if you want. You can reach out. Again, it's a free service, and that's what we're here for is to help place veterans into great opportunities. Uh, but again, do your research. Know that those options exist. Make yourself maybe a little bit more geo flexible uh, based on those opportunities. Uh, Pursue the A&P if that's what you're looking at. Uh, but if not, there's opportunities out there without actually finishing up the A&P or maybe doing it as you're with a new company. But uh, but again, you know, do the homework, talk to the right people, and, and we'll definitely get you pointed in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. And for any veterans that are interested in it, obviously working with Orion, um, as with any career, not just in aerospace, it, it kind of introduces you to the right people, get your name out there. It's not the same as applying online. However, it's very evident just from even typing in a quick Google search, veterans in the aerospace industry, you'll see that there are so many companies out there that are hiring veterans and um, you m- might even have their own veteran career sites and things like that. So um, it's certainly something that if you are interested in you pursue but 
you know, working obviously with a military recruiting firm does help you kind of get connected with the right people a little bit quicker. Yep, so agree. Awesome. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining me today. And I will include some more information on the industry and where you can find some more resources for anybody who's available. But um, thanks again for joining. Yep. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.